If you're looking at ways to take your literacy outside, then this podcast episode is for you. Hi, my name's Kimberly, and I'm founder of Casey Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training, and inspiration. And with all the work I do, I'm all about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your well-being and self-care. So happy Friday, happy Hygge Friday to you all. I hope you're all doing okay. It's been a busy couple of weeks here. I've been working away on my new book, working with my members to try and collect some of their stories so that I'm really writing a book about our collective journey, sharing the stories of childminders, teachers, head teachers, and um, home ed families and people that work in hospitals, maybe on the children's ward and the impact that HUGA has had for them. And really just trying to show everyone that HUGA is an amazing thing. And even if you just embrace a little bit, it's going to have a significant impact in your life. So I've been really, really busy doing that. And That's why I didn't come to you last week with a podcast episode. It can sometimes be a little bit tricky trying to juggle all the things that I've got going on, but I'm back with you this week and I'm ready to share with you four ways that you can take your literacy outside. And this is taken from my Literacy Wanderlust Planning Guide. So a few ideas that I've grabbed out of these to share with you. So I remember when I first started teaching, oh, so many years ago now, and it was the expectation in the school that I worked in as a newly qualified teacher that it would be the teaching assistants that would do all the learning that was outside, and it was the teacher's job to be inside leading the learning there. And this just never seemed to fit right with me. I loved being outside as a person and I could see that there were so many ways that learning could happen outside. And I wanted to be out there and I wanted to be there supporting the learning. So things started to change and eventually we were leading our phonics outside. We were doing our literacy sessions in the local woodland area. And it was great. The children loved it. And we were getting such high levels of engagement as well. So when we're thinking about literacy, literacy outside should look very different to the opportunities that we're offering inside. Thinking about the richness that the outdoor brings us. And we're trying to create some learning moments, but in nature. So we don't just have to bring out an alphabet poster that we might have inside and put it outside and just stick it on the fence. Instead, we want to be thinking about how literacy can be applied in a really meaningful way outside. So I'm hoping that I can share four ideas with you today that you can just pick up and you can implement in your own practice. So idea number one. Something that my children have always loved in in the different schools and places that I've taught in are themed nature backpacks. 
So here I create um, different themed backpacks based on the children's curiosities. So it could be that I create one on butterflies that includes things like spotter sheets, life cycle information, identification cards, maybe a poster showing the anatomy of a butterfly. Um, I might have some butterfly life cycle story stones, some fiction and non-fiction books about butterflies and caterpillars and maybe a little notebook in there and I've even included in the past things like themed pencils and pencil toppers to make it really exciting. So you can see here that when we create that themed backpack we're giving the children that reason that meaningful purpose to write or read and use and develop their literacy skills without it feeling a little bit um, false or like we're pushing for something that doesn't really feel right here. So try and think about ways that you could set up some different themed backpacks and other themes I've had are things like travel, so I might have maps in there, travel guides, a diary, train tickets, all things like that. And it just helps with that holistic learning that's going on. And it makes it exciting. We used to have a literacy shed outside and in there we would have one whole shelf just dedicated to these backpacks. And to organize this, I'd take a photograph of everything that was in that backpack and everything that needed to be put back into that backpack at the end of the session. And I laminated the photograph, put a hole punch in it and just um, put a cable tie around it and attached it to the bag so that everybody knew that that was the mini beast backpack and that was what needed to be in it. So it helps with children tidying up and organizing as well. So that's my first idea. So the next idea that I've got for you, number two, is bringing a story to life with nature. So often we will tell stories in our classrooms, maybe sat on the carpet. And at times we might complain, we might hear ourselves complaining, well, why are the children just not sat listening? Why are they being really fidgety? Well, we can change this. This is actually not the children's fault. This is our fault as educators and we need to look at the practice that we're doing and make sure it's appropriate. And so we can look at how we can bring movement into our storytelling, we can bring instruments into it, and we can really use props to create a story that's brought to life. And this can be done not only inside, but outside, but in a really unique way outside. So for instance, um, we love the story of we're going on a bear hunt and retelling that by going on a journey outside. Or you could even um, look at the story of we're going on a lion hunt and um, talking about the different animals that you might see and acting out that story together. And when we're bringing movement into the story, it really helps that story to stick in the brain. It's helping those um, brain connections really make a clear pathway that makes the learning stick. So we're going to have some wonderful learning going on when we can do this. Um, some of our traditional tales as well, like the Free Billy Goats Gruff, brilliant outside find a local bridge and get telling the story and just think about all the senses as well that are just woken up when we're telling a story outside 
Um, so that's idea number two. Idea number three is to bring a story to life using nature. So for this particular example, I want to share with you the wonderful book by Claire Thompson, which is called The Visitors. So this is a lovely book that's told with nature. So natural treasures are making up the characters and the scene and, and the whole story. And it's really great for just capturing the children's imagination. So I would suggest that you maybe go outside, you share this book together and you really see where the children take it. One thing that my children have loved to do in the past is we have used our own loose parts to make up our own stories or we've taken a familiar story, used an old white sheet, maybe the story of the three Billy Goats Gruff and the children have made the characters using nature and we've taken photographs of it, of the parts of the story they've created on the white sheet. And we've made up our own book as well. And the children have then either scribed the story. Well, we've, as adults, have scribed the story for them. Or they've had a go at writing their own captions and sentences, depending on where they're at with their learning. But this is a really treasured way to collect a story and respond to one as well. There's different ways that you can extend it or create a challenge. It might be that you read the story of the visitors and you think about a different ending or a different version of the story. So there you go, that's the third idea. And then the fourth idea, this is all about phonics. I used to love taking my phonics outside. I used to make sure that at least half of my adult-led sessions happened in the outdoor environment as this really showed how much I as a, an educator valued learning outside and it showed the children that learning happens everywhere not just inside at a table with a teacher. So we would do lots of things like going on a wet welly walk when we were learning about the letter W and the sound it made. We would go outside and we would score goals when we were learning about the letter G so that we were really helping that learning um, to be visible. And another thing that we used to love doing in our woodland kitchen was having a natural batch of Play-Doh, some wooden letters and using things like flower petals and leaves to make some CVC words. So we might say a CVC word to the children, for instance, pat, and we would ask them if they could hear the sounds in that word and link them to the correct wooden letter. And then they'd enjoy imprinting these onto the Play-Doh and then taking them off to reveal the imprint and decorating them with some lovely petals and leaves. So there are so many ways that we can make learning possible in the outdoor area. And I hope that I've just given you a little bit of food for thought today. And I would love to know what you try. Do send me a message or an email just to let me know that you've listened to the podcast today. And there's an idea that you've decided to go with after listening to it. So just a recap for you. Idea number one was to create a themed nature backpack. Idea number two was to retell a story in nature. Idea number three was to bring a story to life using nature. And then the last idea, number four, was to take your phonics outside, maybe have a go at using some petals and Play-Doh and creating your own CBC words. 
So if you found today's podcast episode interesting and you want to know more ideas about how you can take your literacy outside, you might find my Wanderlust Child Guides really useful for this. And they're available over on my Etsy shop. If you search for Hugo in the Early Years, you'll find it there. Um, And today it's actually a Fiverr Friday. So if you're looking for some discounted booklets to do some nature-based planning, you can find some really good offers. So do check that out. Okay, well, I am going to go and do a little bit more writing now. I might go and sit in the garden, actually. The weather's beautiful today. And then later on, I have got a canal walk planned, which I'm looking forward to doing. And it might even involve a little bit of a Huga Friday treat, stopping off for some coffee and cake at one of our favourite little cafes along the canal. I hope that you all have a really lovely weekend. I'll hopefully be with you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.